Why I think Jade Avedisian could be a championship contender this season, plus Wednesday results and what to watch tonight from Lucas, the Outlaws, and more. Let's go. It's Thursday, May 25th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I wanted to kick today off with just a few thoughts on Jade Epidician and her future. I'll talk about Wednesday Millbridge results here shortly, but when you look at the box scores the past two nights, she doesn't really feature prominently in them. She was ninth on the first night, sixth last night. She was battling with her teammate Gavin Miller for second on Tuesday when the two made contact, setting off a big crash, but she did bounce back to finish ninth after a trip to the work area. She currently sits third in the extreme points behind Cannon McIntosh and Chase McDermott and is third in USAC points behind Jacob Denny and Dazen Persley. That is after three races. With all the midget seat shuffling in the offseason, you wondered who might emerge as contenders this season with Buddy Kofoid off to refocus on sprint cars. Keith Coons Motorsports picked up Ryan Timms and flipped Jade from Chad Boat as they look to restructure with Kofoid gone. Kaylee Bryson off to try other things, Dazen Persley making changes, and Bryant Wiedemann going to Boat's team. Along with Tim's and Avidisian, KKM has fielded cars this year for Gavin Miller, Taylor Reimer, Mariah Eade, and a few others. With Tim's already having won a few times in the midget and his stock being pretty damn high last year, it would be easy to call him the Kofoid replacement and KKM's best title contender. But I think we need to consider Avidisian a serious threat for both of these series titles. She's already won this season with Extreme and was consistent through the opening USAC weekend. And that consistency we've seen from her is why I think she could make a run. Her past four USAC races were all top 10s, including a fourth at Merced that was last year and a second this year at Belleville. In her past eight Extreme races, she has seven top nine finishes, including two wins. She also has a top 10 with Power Eye at Port City. That was on a night that she struggled. And her lone blemish on the season is a 16th on a tough track at Peevely back in April. When she announced the KKM uh, move back at the beginning of the year, I said she was one of the more exciting young prospects in the sport. And I think she's done nothing but cement that since then. Midget racing is absolutely brutal. And if drivers can find ways to stay consistent and get good finishes regularly, even when things go sideways, like we saw on Tuesday night, they will end up racking up good spots. I think all of these top five and top 10 finishes, keeping her average finish somewhere in that six to seven range uh, where she is right now with both series will put her in contention all year. I do believe both championships are wide open and she'll get plenty of seed time this season to continue getting better. Obviously, like we've talked about USAC and extreme, you know, running these parallel schedules. Realistically, I thought it might take her a year to get comfy at KKM under the eye of Toyota, but with what we've seen so far, we probably shouldn't overlook what's possible here. As for what happened last night at Millbridge, the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series closed out a two-night show with a 5,000 to win main event. Defending Series champion Zach Dom had a night to forget on Tuesday, and it didn't get better on Wednesday. He was the night's B-main and picked up the final uh, transfer spot for the feature, but it got weird right after the checkered. He was following Carson Hosovar across the line, and as the race ended, Hosovar made a move towards the top of the track. Only Dom was there. The two made contact, Dom ended up kind of jumping over the right rear, ended up airborne into the catch fence, completely destroyed his race car. He was unable to start the feature and credited with 21st. It's not often you see a big crash like that after the checkered flag. In the main event, it was a similar story to the Tuesday show. Ken and McIntosh started fifth, got to the lead on lap 10 and was in control from there. It was his fourth win in seven races and sixth top two finish. 
His only other result was an 18th indoors at DuCoin. Headed to Tri-City and Wayne County next week, he's pulled out to an 89-point lead in the championship over Chase McDermott. McDermott ended up third last night after starting on the pole. He was nipped late by hard-charging Taylor Reimer, who went 12th to 2nd. The night's 600 non-wing micro feature victory went to Jake Andriotti behind the wheel of Chase Briscoe's car. Uh, Reimer ran up front uh, in that one again in a Chad Boat car. She finished second with Sheldon Creed ending up third. Briscoe was going to run these nights himself, but scratched on Tuesday, I believe, with engine issues in the midget and then put Andriotti in the micro. Uh, the busy week for USAC continued last night with the sprint cars at Circle City. Robert Ballou started on the pole of the feature and was looking to bounce back from a strange DNF the night before at Terre Haute. He bowed out of that feature early after a massive hole was poked in his fuel tank. Now, if you watch that one either at the racetrack or on flow, you saw him rolling around with fluid just pouring out of the back of that car. Uh, he did lead laps early last night, but ended up settling for a fifth place finish at the end. Out front, Jake Swanson was to the lead around Baloo in traffic on lap 12, and that was basically it. The feature was only slowed by a single caution, so it was basically kind of non-stop traffic management for much of the show, and, and Swanson, I think, navigated it really well. It was his second win of the season, but first in a points-paying event with, uh, with USAC. Behind him, Kyle Cummins finished second, and Brady Bacon was third. Cummins' good uh, run was enough for him to take the points lead. They've got another night at Circle City on tap for Thursday. An interesting side note about this week around Indy, several guys are running both the Little 500 on the pavement at Anderson and then some of these other races like we're seeing with the USAC Sprint Cars at Circle City. So they're going to be running back and forth like they did yesterday. They're doing that again today. Uh, that list includes Bacon, Emerson Axum, CJ Leary, and Logan Seavey. Today at Anderson includes practice and qualifying with time trials expected to end around 3.30. It's then about a 45-minute ride from Anderson down to Circle City, where the driver's meeting starts at 6. Definitely a jam-packed week for a lot of those guys. Looking around the country today, you have no lack of options for races to check out. Uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series starts the Show Me 100 weekend at Lucas Oil Speedway. Chris Ferguson won the big $50,000 show last year, and there should be no lack of cars to battle it out this season. Other drivers with recent wins at Wheatland include Johnny Scott, Jonathan Davenport, Hudson O'Neill, and Tim McCready. This is the final event before the first chase for the championship cutoff, and Ricky Thornton Jr. Uh, Jr. enters the weekend with the points lead over Hudson O'Neill. There won't be much drama in that department, though, with that top 15 deal. Uh, Robinson, uh, Ross Robinson has that final locked-in spot, and he's 170 points clear of Boom Briggs. Tonight and Friday are 6,000 win full programs with drivers earning points to set up uh, Saturday's action can't get there you can watch it live on flow the word of outlaws lay models are also racing this weekend with three nights at sharon speedway in ohio nick hoffman is fresh off his first outlaw win on tuesday at stateline he's going to look to keep that momentum rolling just like lucas the next two nights will feature six thousand win main events with twenty five thousand dollars going to the winner on saturday chris madden currently leads ryan gustin and kyle bronson in the standings you can watch this one live on dirt vision if you're too far away to go if you want some wing sprint car action, the All-Stars are at Bridgeport tonight before stops at Williams Grove and Port Royal coming up this weekend. All four shows this weekend for the All-Stars pay at least $10,000 to win. Sunday's Bob Weikert Memorial at Port Royal pays $29,000 to win. Tyler Courtney continues to lead the All-Star Championship with the Rudine 26 in Zeb Wise and the McCandless 29 in tow. It'll be a tough weekend, though, I think, for the All-Star regulars as the full complement of posse drivers will be on hand. That means Anthony Macri. That means Brent Marks. That means all of these guys. Uh, so it's going to be a tough weekend. Uh, this one is live on Flow Racing as well. 
Elsewhere, the XR Working Man Series is at Cherokee Speedway tonight for 10 grand to win. Tyler Erb won earlier this week with this series, but he'll be off to Wheatland with Lucas. This one will be a dogfight, I think, between all of those Southern regional guys. Talk about Ross Bales, Carson Ferguson, and those guys. And then the USMTS Modifieds kick off three nights at Deer Creek Speedway with a 3,000 to win show tonight. Jake O'Neill is the current points leader over Rodney Sanders and Dan Ebert with 14 races complete so far. We've already had 10 different winners to start the season with the USMTS, and there's a lot of guys capable of still winning a race before the year is over. Uh, This one uh, is live on Race and Dirt if you want to watch. That's it for the show today. Make sure to check out today's streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com. It'll give you the full rundown on everything there is to watch. Hope you guys have a good Thursday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. 